0: News Radio five seventy WKBN. All right, each call I'm going to give uh, I'm going to give a couple of seconds to News Radio five seventy WKBN. You're on the air. Comment, go.
1: Hello, Ron. This is Ray. You're a bulldog. Now, my comment today is: in the last two days you've interviewed two politicians. The first day, a disaster on the politician's part because they simply couldn't answer a question. Yesterday, the politician just evaded the, the question. You were talking about something to do with pressure on the general fund. Yes. When something happens, the, 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 there's less pressure on the general fund. And that guy three times didn't answer that, who wouldn't, to, you know, admit that uh, when something else happens over here, there's less pressure on the general fund. What my, the point of my call is the contempt that the elected people seem to have to answer any of, any of our you know, questions from the public. It really disturbs me. If you went back, uh, you can go back to your auditor who had to fire a lady because the vindicator asked questions, but they didn't ask the right questions. You understand? Yep. that that case there.
0: Yes, I do. Thank the, you.
1: The the, con- the contempt that they have for us is unbelievable. Thank,
0: Thank you. you. Thank you, Ray. Jim, quick comment. Go.
1: Yeah, what a breath of fresh air. And Michael Rully. you know, he brings a hundred
2: years with his family in this valley. Yes. One bill that poor Hagen and Bocherry have been working on is the speed limit sign bill. What that means is once you come to a speed limit sign, you have to start doing that speed. Now, what on earth does that have to do with the problems of this valley? The potholes are so bad. You can't even get to the speed zone because you got four flat tires.
3: It has nothing
0: to do with it. They haven't served you worth a damn. They haven't solved the main problems that affected this community. So why wouldn't you try Dave Simon and Michael Rooley? Why would you vote for those two? They, they haven't done anything.
2: This uh. valley has an opportunity this November to change the course right. and to be able to help every resident within this valley with the likes of Michael Rulie,
0: I agree with that, and I thank you. News Radio Five Seventy WKBN. Doc got about a minute, and then I got to go. Go.
4: Hi, Ron. I really was. Well my heart was very much warmed by your response. First, the offer, and then your response. That is how it used to be at the founding of the country. That people did not want to run, and when they were told to run, they were taken aback. So. Nowadays, only power-hungry run for the office, and your response was really perfect for me that you did not want to run, but it took you aback that that was something that people ask you. And that's the same thing they did to George Washington. They said, you become the president. He said, no, I have done enough. What do you want from me anymore? So I think that was my only point that I really am proud of you.
0: Thank you, Doc. You'll never know how much that means to me. Seriously. I hope you do. Thank you. All right, News Radio five seventy W I shift gears right now because uh, coming up uh, at uh, what five forty, we'll have the pregame. Indians play at six o'clock. It's Thursday. We do our legal show on Thursday, and uh, so we start a little bit. Uh, Let's we'll start a little bit early. I'm joining me in the studio is uh, Attorney Carl Moses from the Keystone State of Pennsylvania. Hello, Moses. Hello. I'm all alone. Oh, I'm, I know. Well, I'm no, you're little, not. I'm a little scared. I'm sitting here. Well, I'm a little scared. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, sh- you 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 shouldn't be, you know. I, mean? a... I know just enough Moses to be dangerous. Man. I know, that's what I meant. <laughs> you know, I mean that, that kind of stuff. Attorney Carl Moses uh, is I think a great litigator. I mean, he is a to he's a great litigator. Litigators are people that ultimately can settle cases and or argue cases. But uh I think how Moses, I think Moses uh appearance and style and how he would uh just, to, just to, how he would operate is just uh, something to be admired. You know, a lot of people you. hate lawyers. They just hate them. But you would be the exception to that.
3: Well, uh, especially in this atmosphere right now. It's, yeah. not, it's not a very good atmosphere for lawyers, in my opinion.
0: Right, but, uh, but you've always been above, uh, above the fray when it comes to that. Thank you. I try. I try. Right, because it's uh, like when you represent your, your clients, I mean, you want to try to do the best that you can possibly do for your client. And it's about the client, not about you, not about any of that stuff' It's, it's truly genuinely about the client, but you know in talking to you because you've done a lot of malpractice cases and talking to you, malpractice cases incidentally are very difficult to win cases, but some of this, some of the stuff that you've had to deal with is truly um, disturbing, is it not? I mean, just from a human standpoint
3: of what happens to some of these people Sure the mistakes yeah. well, and also the damage that's caused by a mistake yes and there are many in the public who just generally genuinely do not like medical malpractice lawsuits or cases and which you uh, say are very difficult to win yes but they just have this this reaction that they do not like those types of cases but i i try to explain when i get that type of idea i try to explain that it's it's sort of a balancing act. In other words, uh, a person who's injured badly, who who is suffering now, uh, because of a mistake, and some people will say, "Well, everybody makes mistakes." Well, that's true, except there are standards. There are some basic standards, standard of care, that that has been established. For example, in the medical profession, a standard of care for a certain type of procedure or certain type of operation. And so, if, let's say, the medical provider breaches that standard of care and causes an injury, then the person who's suffering, you can't make that person right. You can't uh, just snap your finger and have that person recover. And that person's going to go on to have pain and suffering. So there ought to be some type, of, um, uh, some type of help for that person. And that's where the damage aspect comes in in a medical malpractice case. And that's why there's insurance uh, to cover that by providers and, uh, and also by the government. But you have to have another doctor in the same profession say that uh, that doctor was negligent. Yes, it's our not leg- an easy thing. No, our legislature in Pennsylvania, for example, and and quite a few states, probably most states, uh, the legislatures have made it very difficult because there's this public perception that medical malpractice cases are 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 cases that that have uh, disfavor among the the citizenry, they're they're just they, they, they just don't understand. They're all frivolous. Yeah. They they have this impression that they're frivolous lawsuits, and they're not. There has to be something given to these folks who are suffering to help. And and money damages would be the only way. In other words, you can't uh, you can't say, well, I'm gonna go with a baseball bat and hit the medical provider over the head because he caused this my 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 uh Father or my mother or my uh, child, uh, this kind of damage. No, we live in a civilized society, and and that's where civil litigation comes into play. You give money damages because that's the only way you can try to help these people.
0: But yes. uh, but uh, as you said to me, Moses, you said uh, most uh, uh, most juries uh, uh, when people think these are easy give doctors a lot of leeway. Uh, do- doctors yeah. are granted a lot of leeway. With juries, And when a medical malpractice case, you have to get a, a doctor that does that same type of procedure to say that there was some type of neglect in what this person did when they were performing that procedure. That, that, and, and a bad outcome doesn't necessarily mean malpractice. We can do the operation correctly and you can still die. That doesn't mean
3: that so, there's malpractice, correct? Yes, and that's why there are established standards of care. Uh, Because if there's an operation and everything is done within the standard of care uh, and yet there's a bad outcome, then that's not medical malpractice. So that's basically what you're saying. But if the provider does something below that standard of care and, and the standard of care is something that's accepted by the medical profession, if something is done below that standard of care, then there ought to be some compensation for the damage. Done. Is yes. uh,
0: neglect yes. or uh,
3: that, uh, um, negligence malpractice? That, that, that's the, the definition of negligence in, in, in a medical malpractice case is that the medical provider is doing something below the standard of care. That's negligence. If he's doing something, he or she is doing something below the standard of care. So that, that's what that means. hmm Now, you're right, Uh, one of the difficulties is that people like myself who handle plaintiff's cases, that is, the injured person's case, we have to find an expert who will support our argument that this provider did something below the standard of care. That's not easy either. And usually we have to go out of state to find somebody because people – Within the area where this provider is practicing, know uh, each other. Know each other. Yes, and it's difficult. It's difficult to find. And then once you find a person, then it costs a fortune to uh, have that person uh, spend the time talking to me, uh, giving me a report, testifying, etc. Right, because they're away from their practice in many exactly, cases, exactly,
0: and that kind of stuff. And then you can do all of that and still lose. Certainly. I mean, I mean, you can still lose even when you do all that, so can you have a malpractice case if the person survives obviously, but it was it was just negligent care and and it took longer to get better as a result of it.
3: Is that malpractice yes, yes if if something was done below the standard of care i e negligence, and that person uh, suffers for longer a longer period than what that person normally would have in recovery yes sure now most lawyers including myself uh, don't undertake these cases unless there's some substantial injury or damage and let's say if the person just suffers for another month they're not a frivolous cases because they occupy so much time right and expense
0: people who think you, you they're always filing them
3: that's right that that just is simply not true uh, that is false And I'll tell you why, because they're extremely expensive cases. Take forever. So most lawyers do not want to undertake these cases because, number one, they're risky from the standpoint that you were speaking of a few minutes ago about a jury having this reaction, not wanting to find against a medical provider, for example, um, which many of them have tendency to do. So they're risky. That's number one. Number two, they're extremely expensive. If a case goes through a trial to a jury, it is not unusual to have an ex- have expenses totaling anywhere from fifty to to $100,000 or more. And the client doesn't have that money normally to spend, so therefore the lawyer is the one who fronts the money. If the lawyer loses the case, uh, then that is a loss of out-of-pocket costs for the lawyer, too, because he cannot recover those costs. Mm-hmm. So they're risky, they're expensive, they're time-consuming. Typically, they're going to last a long time. I'm involved in one right now where we're in the fourth year, and I decided because this thing is going on for so long, I'm going to suggest to the other lawyer, the defense lawyer, uh, let's do a binding arbitration. He and I agree on an arbitrator who normally would be a retired judge or a lawyer who has been practicing for many years in the same area. And we agree on a lawyer who will hear our case. That lawyer will act as a judge and a jury. And make the decision. Yes, and, and it will take less time. Usually it can be done. The one we're going to have coming up within a week uh, will last one day and uh, we lawyers will submit briefs to this arbitrator to give him a head start, and then it will not be as time-consuming. It'll be informal. There won't be the strict uh, rules that would be in a court in front of a jury, and it's over with, and the arbitrator makes a decision. And you guys live with it. And that's it. Right. And it's binding. It's non-appealable. Right. So – I am happy that I suggested that because initially, I had a negative response. Is that going to happen? Then it is happening. Yes, all right. uh, it is scheduled. Yes, right. And that's. Uh, all right, Carl
0: Moses is here. That's that's about medical malpractice. So it's, there's a lot of misconceptions, though, people have in general that there that there are a lot of frivolous cases. There aren't. They're very difficult cases to win. I what was uh, I heard a statistic once. Overwhelmingly, that the doctors win most of the cases.
3: Not uh, the last statistic I uh, read uh, indicated that less than twenty percent are won if they if they go through a jury trial. Right. So that means over eighty percent are lost. Right. So people give a lot of leeway to doctors, is what they say. That seems to be the impression, and what I'm trying to do is uh, is explain why that is not uh, a Feasible type of uh, feeling by people because if if these people who have that feeling uh, suffered uh, suffered a uh, a dam- a damaged whatever uh, in their bodies right they would want to have some relief and the only type of relief can be a money damaged type of relief if that provider did something below the standard of care yes. Well, look at
0: who just got into the studio. Well, hello, Ron. It's Attorney David Beatrice. Uh, back.
5: From,
6: back, yes. Uh, where were you, Dave? I uh, was at my son's graduation at Fort Jackson from basic combat training. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was last week, and then the week before that, I was in... Uh, Tampa, seeing some clients, so I'm back. All
0: right. Well, well
3: he, he meant, why were you late today, right? No,
6: I just meant, uh, so how
3: was,
0: <laughs> I'm the, not late. How I'm, was the graduation? I'm
6: 10 minutes early.
0: No, the show started really at 4.30. Oh, it started at 4.30 today? Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Oh, but, there but don't I worry go. about that. But anyway, needless to
6: say, why, how was the uh, military graduation? <sighs> it was amazing. It was everything I thought it would be and more. Explain. Um, I I can't really explain it. It was simply amazing.
2: Mm-hmm.
6: He, I mean, my words would not uh, adequately describe that he made it through boot camp. One, he's not through boot camp. He's at uh, what they call AIT now. But my words cannot adequately describe what I witnessed. Mm-hmm. So, it was really something to see. I was very proud of him. He lost a ton of weight. He's in incredible shape and uh, just a different person, a completely different person. How so? Um, I would call the change in my son uh, cataclysmic. All right. How so? Um, Just very respectful, very different. I mean, still my son, but very, very different man. Respectful to you? Respectful to everyone. I see. So lives the army
0: values. And uh, so, so they uh, did. He, what did
6: he say about that experience? Did he like it? Uh, He said it was very difficult, very challenging. Um, uh, you got yelled out a lot. Kind of
0: well, he's used to that. But watching, yeah. <laughs> watching uh, you and your wife, uh, right? Well, She'd be like the drill sergeant. He got sergeant. yelled
6: out a lot, and uh he was really happy with what he did on his APFT, which is the Army Physical Fitness Test. He was really happy with that. He's he's sad he didn't get a three hundred, but he scored really well, mm-hmm. and uh, it was just an amazing. It it is. I sat in the stands with 3000 fellow Americans, rich people, poor people, blacks, whites, Asians, people from Guam. All right, we get the picture. I mean, it was just what what makes America great and that's our diversity. I mean, it was just it was just an amazing thing to see. It was life-altering and life-changing. I mean, I'm it was an experience I never thought at 58 years old I'd experience, but I did.
0: And he's a different person.
6: Totally. Totally a different man. 100% different. Stands different, walks different, talks different. Uh, his mental, uh, his confidence is through the roof. Has a little bit of a swag to him. But not cocky. Um, just the Army transformed. They took they took a civilian and made him a soldier. So now where does he go to next? He is in uh, Fort Sill, Oklahoma, doing what's called advanced individual training. So he is a, what they call a 13 Foxtrot, which is a forward observer. So he's one of the guys that calls in artilleries. And airstrikes on the radio. Mm -hmm. And then he goes from there to uh, jumper school. Then from there, he goes to uh, try to be an Army Ranger. And then he was talking about going to officer's training school. Hmm. So I I think my son found his niche. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a good thing. All right.
0: Very good. And uh, are you thinking of enlisting yourself, Dave? No, I don't. <laughs> I mean, you know, maybe you're getting in a little bit better shape. Maybe no, no, no. A little I, bit of a swag yourself. Yeah, maybe a little I, more, I, little more I, confidence.
6: Um, huh? I tell you what, my son took off four inches off his belly. Well, maybe you should enlist for seeing when the show's over here.
0: Maybe immediately as this is done, you should probably go sign
6: up. I probably should. Right? Four inches. uh, We'll let him leave early. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, it was an amazing experience, Ron. I really have to tell you, it was, I felt very patriotic and um, very, uh, they're professionals. It's all I could say is the Army is a very professionally run organization. And
0: how did his mother uh, take it all?
6: Well, the whole clan of us went down. So there were eight of us that went down. Mm-hmm. And it was just great to see him. So on uh, Wednesday, which was family day, we got a family pass. And uh, my wife and I and my two children, we stayed on base. And so we took him down a bunch of food we wanted to cook for him because he hasn't had any home-cooked food. So Did he eat it? Oh. You should see how they eat because they only get 10 minutes to eat. So he was just shoveling in the food, you know. So he liked having a home-cooked meal. And then we just laid around the hotel room all day. He just wanted to lay in a regular bed. Then he took us back and showed us his barracks and and uh, what his daily routine was like. And it's a Spartan experience, I could tell you. Uh, and then in the evening, we went back and they You know, the drill sergeants and him put on a little, and his uh, platoon put on a little show for us, did Cadence. Uh, My son called Cadence out for the uh, platoon. Mm -hmm. I didn't know he was that musically inclined, but it's almost like a somewhat like a rap song, you know. As maybe it's taken after
0: you. Uh, maybe it's taken a little after you when you wanted to... Uh, you were in Hello Dolly when you were in high school. Yeah, it was
6: a little different than yeah, that. But uh,
0: not quite like your son, but you were a thespian like and, uh, you know, had some degree of musical ability yourself.
6: Right. So it was It was just <laughs> like my, son, my son connected me to a world mm-hmm. that either I was blissfully blinded <laughs> to or insulated to, but... All of those men and women there are all volunteering, all working their, You know what's off uh, to defend us. It's an amazing—it's uh, an amazing experience to be around people like that that are professional soldiers that volunteer. You know, one percent of Americans volunteer to defend the ninety-nine percent. And did you uh, meet his drill sergeant? I did. And, uh, did you like him? What yes. Did you, what did you say to his drill sergeant? Um, the one drill sergeant, he was a very large man. He man. was about 6'4, 6'5, yeah. rock solid, about two two 260 pounds. Very similar to Moses. You're right. <laughs> and I grabbed his hand and I said, uh, thank you for your service. Mm uh-huh. hmm. And, uh,. As a man-to-man, I said, I want to thank you for what you did to my son. You did more in 10 weeks to my son than I was able to do in 25 years. And what did he say? He called my son over to me. Uh And uh, he said something very touching to my son that made him cry. He had to leave to go cry. And what did he say? He said, "Men, you're a leader of men. Men will follow you. You're one hell of a soldier. You put it out every day 100%. And that's what the army needs. Really? Yeah.
3: He'll be a very disciplined person when he learns finishes. that from his mother. Obviously,
6: obviously from his mother, right?
3: Right. Well, that's what beautiful. I'm saying, what I'm saying is, he'll be very disciplined when he's finished with the
6: training. Oh, he he's very disciplined now. Like, yeah. uh, you know, he's still he's still my son, and he's still kind of funny, but he's uh, he's just different. Mm-hmm. Very, very different. Very, very uh, professional. Very respectful. He says, "Dad, I wear my family name on my right on my right breast, and I wear the army's name on my left breast, and uh, you know the patches." And he goes, "And it's my job to never embarrass either one of them." Hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to work hard every day.
7: I think mm-hmm. every father would love to hear his son say
6: something oh, like it, that. it, it was know? amazing. I could only amazing.
0: I can only think that Joe Beatrice would have longed for those days when I knew oh, him. Oh,
6: I wish my dad could have seen it, honestly.
0: <laughs> you know, when young David was growing up, <laughs> when Joe Beatrice probably would say, you want to sing in Hello, Dolly? <laughs>
6: <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I mean, he's very, you know, he's very, he's very focused and very intent, mm-hmm. uh, very intense. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he goes, uh, you know, you know he says, you know, if called upon, I'll die for my country. I mean, that's what my son said to me. Mm-hmm. It's my job is to defend this country, defend the Constitution, If and if need be, I'll die for my country. It's pretty hard to hear that yeah, as that'd a be father. Yeah, that'd be hard to hear. It's hard to hear as a father, but he he's... Yeah, There you go. There you go. And there, and there are... And who there would be are...
0: his commander-in-chief, Dave? I'm just trying to think real quick.
6: Oh, God. You're going to make <laughs> me say it. Sure.
0: Yes. Who's his commander-in-chief?
6: The president of the United States. And the current president is... The president of the United States. <laughs> Donald J. Trump.
0: All right. We'll come back. It's... Uh, it's... Get underway, 729 They're all here. Attorney Mark DeVecchio, proud father David Beatrice to a young soldier, and Moses. Now 61 degrees. All right, we're back with The Legal Show, and uh, Attorney Carl Moses at mic number one, uh, who is number one, showed up for the broadcast on time. Attorney uh, Mark DeVecchio at microphone number two, family law, right? Hi, Mark. Hi, I didn't get the memo. All right, there you go. I did
6: get the memo, but I misread it. I thought it was next week, not this week.
0: And then, of course, the proud uh, father of uh, soldier Joseph Beatrice uh
6: is uh very proud army dad right right there you go you know most people never get to meet their heroes i uh, raised mine yeah that's awesome uh, really yeah uh,
0: okay uh news radio Five i said i, I was going to say that that's very touching i was just going to say um, in my case it's mark de so i
2: <laughs>
0: got to meet him right here in the studio about a year or two ago and it's <laughs> You know, but so the icon, of course, is Moses. Oh, absolutely. That's Joe, my hero. Joe, you're on the air with the attorneys. Go ahead. Uh, Dave, Joe, are you there? Put him back on hold. See if he comes back. Let me go here to Craig. You're on the air with the attorneys.
2: Hello, Ron. How are you?
0: Good, sir. Go ahead, sir.
2: Hey, I just wanted to also say to Attorney Beatrice, uh, his son and my son, we let, they left on the exact same day. We stood there and talked to his wife and daughter for two hours while we were in Cleveland waiting for our boys to get on the uh Bus. My son went to the Navy, and his went to the Army. And wow! Watched them interact for several hours before they left. So I is your son done with his
6: field. initial training? I'm sorry. Is your son done with his initial training?
2: Yeah, he uh, finished basic training in Great Lakes uh, three weeks ago. We drove up there to see him graduate. Now he's in his A school, and uh, um, so it was it was wonderful to watch him. Uh, go off together, and they knew each other from high school on and off. I mean, they weren't close friends, but they knew each other. And so, Yeah, it's
6: an amazing, uh, it's an amazing, you know, all these kids volunteer, all these, I call them kids, but they're men and women, they're all volunteer. It's an all-volunteer military service. Did
2: so, yeah, you? Should, no, I did 20 years myself, and I you, was just to watch my son stand there and go into the, military and go off and serve and then go watch them graduate it was a proud moment so i got in my car to come home and i heard you talking about it And i thought oh my god i gotta call in and yeah because i had a question
6: no as well, no no one, one my, no one on in my no one in my immediate well. family outside of my father who fought in uh, world war ii was military uh past my father's generation not one cousin not one nephew no one uh went into the military except my son but, oh, but, I hope he's well. but your son, you said, uh,
0: Caller Craig, you said your son, I, I don't believe your son went in the military. Didn't your son go into the Navy?
6: <laughs> no, I'm only <laughs> Sorry. Hey, I,
2: Sorry. It's... I spent enough time bragging on him about that because I've been 22 years in the Army, and when he told me he wanted to go to the Navy, I was kind of like, okay, that's not... What really did you do the in the Army? But okay, I'll, I'll give it to you. And, uh but huh. he's doing great, and I, I hope your son is doing as well, Dave. That's, what, that's, what did uh, you
6: do? It, what was your MOS in the Army?
0: None of your business.
2: Uh, I, was, uh, I was a combat engineer.
0: Wow. All right, so did your son look remarkably different uh, like Dave's did when he was done with this uh, caller? Um,
2: um, I'll say that again. I'm sorry. Did
0: your son look in much better shape than uh, when he left?
2: Yeah, actually, my son trained for six months before he left, so when he got there... Uh, the PT tests and everything were actually pretty easy for him because prior to him getting ready to go, he came to me and he said, look, you know, I want to go in in top shape. So we actually got him. uh, we, We, you know, he went to a gym and he was working with a trainer. So he was training not only to the PT test standards, but he was actually training above them. So one of the first things that so many of the kids get booted out for is for the physical piece. And, yeah, um, you know, when we got our first phone call from him, I was like, "How'd you do on the PT test?" He's like, "Oh, I, 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 I went right past that. That wasn't even an issue for me." So, mm-hmm. yeah, how
6: often did you get a call from him?
2: Uh, we got a call the first day, of course, just the twenty-second call saying, "I'm here. Have a nice day. I love you." And then we got a call on week three, and then we got a call on week five, and then we got a call right before he. Uh, he graduated from basic, so we were, you know, cause we had already made plans to drive up to Great Lakes. Yeah, I got, I got, it, so it was, I uh,
6: got two calls. Yeah, <laughs> call yeah. when he got there. Here's my address, and we're furiously writing it down, <laughs> and then like. Six weeks later, we got a call, and that was it. It's wow. amazing, though, like you
0: said, with with personal trainers, like how your son got in good shape when he went to the Navy and was in good shape. Where in Dave's case, he is a personal trainer, and he's actually gained like 15 pounds. <laughs> I mean, it's just, uh, I, I, I don't understand how that works. I, I'm trying something new now. <laughs>
6: what is that? Yeah. I'm afraid to ask. I don't want to tell you. Well no no go ahead tell no, us share, no, share it with the audience.
0: No, uh, we uh, go ahead. Not on a diet.
6: I'm doing something different. What are I'm you not doing? I'm just hoping
0: you're gonna notice. what, what are you doing? So uh, give me a heads up. What are I'm you I'm not
6: gonna know I'm not gonna tell you. Are you eating differently? Cosmetic yes. surgery. No, I'm not getting cosmetic Oh,
0: liposuction. <laughs> are you getting uh, that Al Roker operation? <laughs> are you
6: gonna get that uh, stomach banded and stuff, Dave? He's so bad. No, Anyways, uh, caller, did you have a question?
2: Yeah, I actually I, I just talked to somebody 2 days ago. And they asked me about this whole thing over in Lordstown with the building. Somebody asked me, do they do the people that want the building to come, do they actually have any legal rights if if like Tim Ryan was uh able to get uh, the company to come back? Do they have any legal rights to Well, file?
6: it's 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 disheartening to think that this community lost out on 1000 jobs. Yeah, we yeah. know that, but it answers question. Um, uh, you have zoning laws and you got to follow the zoning. I think ultimately the company would have prevailed, but they you know, they they weren't going to fight it out. Yeah. So they're going to go somewhere
2: there were where so they're wanted. that were for it, and they were like, God, it just seems like there's a small group of people fighting against it. And but they, they didn't have a winning.
0: say-so, really. The only people that really had a say-so, Dave, would be the people who would be affected by the change in the right. zoning. That's right, that's correct. They were gotcha. the ones who have the right exactly. to object. Okay. okay. Well,
2: Dave... Pass your best on to my son. I hope he's doing well. And thank, and
6: thank for you for fun. your son's service. It's really appreciated. What's he? Is he uh, going to go on a ship, or what's he going to do? Uh,
2: he's studying mechanical engineering, and then he's going to be a Navy sniper. He got recruited into sniper school, so he wants to go do that. And,
6: wow! Uh, but
2: well, ultimately, he'd like to go to. He said a lot of the guys in his job are going to Japan. Wow. So he's actually always wanted to go there. It's one of the few places he's never been. So I told him, I said, please, go in the Navy's dime, not mine. You know what? And let, <laughs> wow.
0: me, and let me say this to you as, as we conclude with your call. Uh, tell your son that, uh, you know, being in the Navy, that uh, Ron Verb says hello to Flipper. Okay?
6: Yeah. <laughs> it sure will. There Thanks. we go. <laughs> Why, That's that? what the Army does, basically. You train.
0: Moses, were you a Navy boy?
6: No.
3: Oh, okay. No, I was in the Marines.
6: Oh,
0: okay. You Marines. were a Marine?
6: Yes. Semper Fi.
0: Can't yes. you tell by how Moses dresses and sits in that chair? Not really. Really? How long were you in the Marines?
3: Six years. Really? Uh, and your brother, they, was your brother in the Navy? He was in the Navy. Yeah. Air, Air Force, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, there was a program at that time when I went in of uh, six months of active duty and five and a half years in reserves. That's what I did.
0: Wow. Yeah. But in the Marines
3: marines are tough yeah right there moses is tough on that kind of stuff why i say when he gets out of uh, completely out of basic training he's going to be disciplined that was one of the reasons why i went in but um uh, uh so i i can yeah agree. my son
6: yeah. signed up for a four-year stint so he's in for four years mm-hmm. and uh so if he makes ranger which is hard it's very difficult to make ranger so my wife and i are like well, we want him to be a ranger. We don't want him to be a ranger. We want him to be a ranger because if he's a ranger, he's in training for two years. Yeah. But then if he becomes a ranger, he's first in. They, uh-huh. They're the first guys in.
0: Well, and then, and then if I remember sorry. correctly, they were always, that ranger was always trying to take that basket from Yogi all the time. Do you remember that? Oh, God. It's a park ranger. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I thought that's what he meant a park ranger. <laughs> all right, here's Joe. Joe, you got a comment for the lawyers.
5: Yes, sir. I was trying to get in earlier. I wanted first to say, you know, your son, David, has done something that there's no way I could have done in my life. I know I would have never made it, like you said, the 1%. But you went on and you were talking about, you were sitting in those stands with black people, white people, you know, Hispanics, whatever. All is one group. You as a Democratic Party chairman, we're all one group. That you know, every both sides do things, and we can't beat up the other side when they do something just because they have a Republican or a Tea Party or whatever designation. They're all Americans, They're all right? And that's what we got to believe in. You, as a Democratic chairman, bring us all together. Bring the Republicans. Bring the Democrats. Bring the Tea Party. Bring the Liberals.
6: Because
0: they were all there in those stands.
6: Yes. Well, it's it's easier said than done. I, all I could tell you is on that day in those stands there were no republicans, there were no democrats, there were just proud parents, proud parents, proud family members, proud friends, and proud our, we relatives. All Americans. We're all all, Americans. we were all Americans and we were celebrating the uh, what was great about America and that's our military.
5: Right, right, exactly, and you know, you know, sometimes the Democratic Party is against funding that, but we we need to all be together.
6: I
0: agree, and,
5: and you guys, as, as, all as right. the chairman, he... you've got to agree on some of that stuff. All Remember, right. Sometimes we're all right.
0: There you go. All right, David. Thank you. Thank thank you, Joe. News Radio Five Seventy WKBN. And uh, Ron Verb with Attorney 729 seven two nine ninety nine seventy seven. Attorney Mark Devecchio and an Attorney and proud father David Beatrice seven two nine ninety nine seventy seven. You got a legal question? Call right now. Three lines in Youngstown open. These guys will be here till five thirty tonight. Seven two nine. Another
6: 90- Ted minutes. You better call in.
0: Yeah, seven two nine ninety nine seventy seven one eight hundred seven 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 fifty seven hundred. If you want to talk to our attorneys tonight, the uh, now when you were in the Marines, was that when they first formed the Marines, Moses? I mean, was that uh a little later than that. So, I mean, did you guys have like a, you have a musket? And a sword. Did they
7: give
6: you a musket or what? <laughs> Do you know Sergeant Carter? <laughs> yeah.
3: I I had a DI who was uh six foot four and weighed about two sixty. So yeah. I know what your son uh went through. And this guy uh, And this I'll guy, tell you what this
6: guy scared me. he, he I was afraid for my life. Yeah. The drill sergeants were both men and women, and the women uh, trained right along with the men. I mean, they were expected to do the same things the men were doing. It was amazing to see. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was amazing. And, and all of them have different what they call MOSs. So only one guy I met that kind of freaked me out, and he was in what they call an EOD. So his job is defuse bombs. <laughs> like. IE. Well, hey, hey,
0: hey, hey you could have used him at the office a few right. years ago.
6: <laughs> <laughs> so his job is to diffuse all the uh uh, uh IEDs and stuff. That would be a tough job. It's that. 36 weeks training course.
7: <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. Well, Do you have to have any kind of a degree in
0: in all reality. Dave,
6: so if you go in with it a degree It could be shorter. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Some guys were combat <laughs> medics, some guys were supply some people worked on the four wheels. It was, all, it was amazing. Right. Different. Some were infantry. Some were, you know, machine gunners. Some were going into operating tanks. It's mm-hmm. just, it was, a, but they were all training together. Well, it was a, called basic combat training. And well, God bless them. Here's Jim for the lawyers. You're on the air. Hello, Jim.
4: Hello. I got a question about the uh, company name. Yes. A friend of mine has a winery up in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and we do some work for them. And uh, we had just done an order, and she who was telling me that she received a letter from a company out in California. Now, her company is a winery up in Kenosha. Now, this company in California is a vineyard. They use the same name other than theirs is vineyard and the one in Kenosha is winery. And they sent her a letter saying that she's got three months to get rid of all of her stuff and change the name. They don't even use the same logo. And I'm just wondering. They
6: probably can enforce that. I'm sorry? They probably can enforce that, the California. Because they got a trademark on it, right? Right.
4: Well, can you trademark that kind of a a name, though? Well, what's the name? the The name is Iron Horse.
6: Yeah, you could trademark a name Iron Horse. So but that there's he,
4: all, But there's all kinds of other companies around the country that are using the name Iron Horse. There's an Iron Ho- Horse.
6: They could be prevented uh, from
7: using if if it's, it's who originally has the rights to the name. And if they right. want them to not use it, they could go after any other company. So
4: there's, a, there's a hotel that's called Iron Horse. There's a, a brewery Iron Horse. There's a winery. And then this place in California is called Iron Horse Vineyards. They use a horse for their logo, where my friend uses the original Iron Horse All right. uh, locomotive.
0: Thank you. You were shot at. All right, Storm Team 27 forecast brought to you by Cordy's. Low tonight, 39. Tomorrow is Friday, and uh, 40% chance of showers in 61. Uh, Saturday, 60% chance of showers in 47. Dry Sunday in 54. News Radio 570 WDQVN. Hey, for Mother's Day, think about Vasilios Restaurants. And you'll find them at 500 Trumbull Avenue in Cortland. It's Vasilios, And for Mother's Day, it's a three-course meal. Super salads. Entrees include New York strip steak. Half chickens. Shrimp and scampi pasta, veal parmesan, and uh, Alfredo pasta. All right. Uh, That's going to be for Mother's Day. Desserts include triple chocolate cake, cheesecake, red velvet cake, carnations to all the mothers. This is for Mother's Day, and that's what's on the menu. Make your reservations now. By calling Vasilio's Family Restaurant, 500 Trumbull Avenue in Cortland, 330-638-3718. 330-638-3718 for that Mother's Day event. New York strip steak, half chickens, shrimps, scampi, pasta, veal parmesan. Mark, what is this? T-O-R-T-E-L-L-I-N-I. Let me see. Alfredo, yeah. Right. Uh, I See it down there?
7: E-O-R. We're uh, for
0: about it. the fourth line down.
7: Tortellini. Tortellini. All right, very right. good. You, you go. didn't know tortellini? Oh, never... Tortellini. Yeah. Sound good to you, Mark? Oh my god, fabulous tortellini. Have <laughs> you ever had a tortellini? <laughs> no. They're like a little stuffed O. And they're they're stuffed with like ricotta cheese and they're just Oh. They're... I just love watching Mark when he looks at the Italian food. Oh. It's a, uh, oh, look at him. Look at so his face. So happy to be Italian. Yeah. Oh.
0: <laughs> so, so think of that for Mother's Day. You, you, entrees, New York strip steak, half chicken, shrimp scampi pasta, veal parmesan, or what's a tortellini alfredo pasta. That's with cheese sauce. So you yes. would like that.
7: Oh, yes. It's so fattening. <laughs> it's so fat, But you would love it. All yes, right. I would love it. All, uh, all
0: right. So call Vasilios, three three zero six three eight thirty seven eighteen.
6: I haven't
0: had pasta in a while. Yeah, <laughs> pasta. Okay,
7: but on that guy with the trademark thing—if it's trademarked, it could be—and fe- they're going after them. Yeah, they—they they have a choice. I mean, if they—and you know what—if I'm not mistaken, they could cut a deal. They could say, "Listen, you can't use the name." The next guy that uses the name, he, they could probably say, well, "Well, we'll let you use it, but you got to pay us for, to to use the name." You know, it's how closely the businesses are related, whether or not there's going to be damage if someone else is using your name and it. If you remember confusion. the guy
6: that had the Hotel California. Yeah, right change out. his name. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because it
0: came to their attention. Right, but one is a winery and one is they similar industry too.
6: That,
7: exactly.
0: All right, so that matters. All right, Linda for the lawyers, News Radio five seventy W Hello.
4: Hello. I have um, my mother passed away four years ago, and she had had her mother had bought oh like forty cemetery plots, and they were in my grandmother's name. Well, then they transferred over to my mother now my mother has gone my father's in a nursing home and i have power of attorney over him i need to know what i need to do to get rid of these to get these cemetery plots in my name and get rid of them
6: (laughs) well i think if you have power of attorney and it's the right power of attorney you could just deed them over to yourself and then get rid of them that's what you're
4: that's the easiest thing yeah and do I need an attorney to walk me through that?
6: Probably, because you've got to make sure you have the right power of attorney to do that.
4: Okay. <clears throat> okay. Alrighty. Well, that's what I needed to know.
0: Well, thank <laughs> you very much. Good luck. All right. Good luck to you, right, luck to you. Uh, News Radio. And if you need an attorney, try to find one. that's a former Marine. i got one sitting right here. <laughs> <coughs> look at that. You look a little whipped today, Moses. You a little tired? No, I'm okay. Do you notice that uh, Moses goes out and he works out every night after... Uh, yes, Ron, I know, and so does Mark, okay? <laughs> what is the, uh, exa- Let's move on. <laughs> well, I, I Moveon.org. Move what is the uh, new thing that you're going to be doing? Give me I, a, I'm uh, not telling you. Is it you know, some type of exercise program? Yes. Oh, it's a new like routine or something like new that. New
6: routine, new everything. I mm-hmm. I scratched everything. I'm starting from scratch because my knee... Is not still 100%. It's it's 98%. All right. So you're doing a new routine.
0: Yes. And a different uh, thing. So what uh, assisted living facility will you be working out at? Do you still have a trainer? Sure, sure. Mm. Uh, Becky, who's
6: leading the class for all the seniors. <laughs> is it water aerobics? Yeah, it, Dave, is it it, water? It, it, I, I I. You know what? Let's just see what happens. Let's see in a couple weeks where I'm at. And if you notice a change in me, then I'll give her all her kudos.
0: All right. Just checking. Hey, let me talk to you for a second about the good folks at DMXI. If you need medical imaging, why overpay for medical imaging? There's no reason to. All you do is go to DMXI. You know, my entire family goes there. If you need an x-ray, you pay substantially less. I kid you not. For example, you want a hospital-owned facility for an MRI? $2,482. $2,482. Total owed after your insurance, 1754 But if you go to DMXI, that same procedure is $1,100, and you'll only owe $327. When I say you can save hundreds and, in some cases, thousands of dollars for the exact same procedure... I mean it, at DMXI on Todd Avenue and Boardman. Don't stand up for yourself when your doctor says you need an X-ray, you need an MRI, you need a CT scan, you need a mammogram. Go to DMXI, Todd Avenue and Boardman, 726-6010. All right, gentlemen, let's see. We are David uh, is uh, here. Attorney DeVecchio is here. Attorney Moses is here. We have the Indians that will be coming up right after the 530 break, David. uh, Or do we come back after that? Oh, we're going to come back for a couple minutes. Okay, so we're going to pause here, and then we'll wrap it up right after this. So stay tuned. Stop doing that, Dave. Stop you doing mind. what? You're making sound on that microphone, if you don't mind. You know, uh, There's the uh, commander in chief uh, right over right there want to your right, to I want my you, left. I want you to be a little more disciplined, if you don't mind, sir. On <laughs> the broadcast. All right, we'll be back right after this. News Radio five seventy WKVN KVN with our final uh, thoughts. Attorney Beatrice Devecchio and Moses seven two nine ninety nine seventy seven for last minute calls. Seven two nine ninety nine seventy seven will get you through to us. Pick up the phone, give the boys a call, and we'll be back right after this. From News Radio 570 and you know, Attorney Beatrice had to go. Did you notice who wanted to leave next? Yes. I, I mean, you know. Whatever. Did you notice who was willing to stay to the bitter end? <laughs> yes. There uh, you go. I'm here. I'm here. I had to talk you out of it. Well, I have to get up at 5 a.m. <coughs> For what? I'm not telling you. 5 a.m.? What? Do you, I mean, so you have to get up at 5 a.m. What are you going to do? It's only 5.30. A, <laughs>
7: it's 12 hours from now. Yeah.
3: What, what does that got to do with well, you? I have, to, I have to go and work out. I, I then have to eat dinner. Yeah. And all of that takes time. So, <laughs> so I'm kind of disrupting your schedule?
7: Yeah. <laughs> and now he's trying to sneak out. Now you're giving him a hard no, time. It's
3: nice being here. It's nice. I being mean, here. how about that? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, wh-
7: so next Thursday, Moses says, "I understand you have a
0: double header, which I think there is. So there's no legal show. Yeah. Oh, really? So, 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 so I said, so I said this. Glad you told so me I said, that. I said, Hey, Moses, why don't you show up anyway? And we'll sit and we'll we'll. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll and says, I'll show we'll, up. We'll sit. We'll talk and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah.
7: This is my week. This is
0: the highlight you of know, my week. You know what Moses said to me? What? I got other things to do. <laughs> I says really. I says why don't you sit with talk about the law. You know we don't have to be on the air and that kind of stuff. Yeah. We'll just you know we'll just hang out. And uh, he said, uh, "What did you say to me? I don't think
7: so. No way. <laughs> you know, that, that's what he said to me.
0: That was exactly how he said it to me. Don't too.
7: sugarcoat it. Yeah. Just tell us how you really feel. And, and look at
0: here. Did you? What, what did I do after you said that with this tissue? He started weeping. <laughs>
3: i thought thought he was sneezing he was crying right i I started weeping over. you know how
7: much he respects you and looks up to you i I love this man i love this man yes thank
3: you
0: i'm impressed Uh, uh, you know and and then it was like he didn't even give it any consideration (laughs) you know what i mean it was like right quick answer yes i'm out that's it boom i'm done your 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 history god bless you see you later kid
7: and all that kind of stuff i'll come if you want to talk to me
0: Uh, (laughs) that's <laughs> not like Moses,
3: though. <laughs> I mean, See? I'm always willing to
0: talk to you, but it's Moses.
3: Well, you right. right. That's what can true. you give me to in, in, induce me I to? I told
0: come. you I would buy you some coffee and oh, stuff. Oh, I don't yeah. even drink coffee. That's... Then he insists on, what, Starbucks or some
7: expensive coffee? <laughs> right. Dunkin' Donuts, <laughs> I, I says, think he how likes.
0: About, how about McDonald's or something? Oh, no. I'm not going to be able to make it then. <laughs> You know what I mean? But I, if I have to, I'll splurge a little bit on it, you know. Thanks, Ron. I'll be here. Uh, you'll have to be more specific, but thank you. <laughs> right, there, right there. There you go. All right. Uh, now, Attorney Carl Moses represents the firm, Beatrice Cobb and Harshman. He's in the Pennsylvania office, and you can see him there. The best, would you not agree, Moses, he's the best family law lawyer around. Yes. I've interviewed I a lot of him over Definitely the years. agree. And well, I think you. he is by Screaming, far uh, he's oh, yeah. superior. Yes. <laughs> he is Attorney Mark DeVecchio. He's a handsome lad, isn't he? thank you. Oh, yes. He's a handsome lad. He's attorney Mark DeVecchio, so you can get him at uh, Beatrice Cobb and uh, Harshman. Thank you, David. Indians pregame's the next.
6: Coming up on Indians warm-up, Tom Hamilton checks in with tribe manager Terry Francona. They talk about... A solid win last night for the tribe, as well as the new series starting tonight with the Mariners. And we'll visit with Indians reliever
2: Tyler Olson coming up on Indians Warm Up. It's time for Cleveland Indians Baseball on the Indians Radio Network. The Indians warm-up show is brought to you by Cleveland Clinic, the number two hospital in the nation and number one in heart care 23 years in a row. By KeyBank, the banking home of the Cleveland Indians. By Subway, so much sandwich made just the way you want. By Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds
5: on car-